So I've talked to a couple of friends, uh, a friend of mine in London and a couple of folks here. And one thing that I find very interesting is they said they have never eaten so much cereal in their entire <laughs> life since they started listening to the podcast. Well, to be honest with you, like, you know, before we started the podcast, I was only eating cereal. Like, you know, I was getting a box like once every couple of weeks. And now I'm like, I have like three boxes of cereal in my house at all times. I feel like I just got to keep up with my, my reputation. That's right. I mean, I, uh, I, we always had about three in the house and now we have five. That's so much cereal. My wife's eating cereal every day too. We are single-handedly, like the cereal market was tanking. We are single-handedly mm-hmm. bringing it back from the brink. They're going to look at the, uh, the, uh, the synergized backward overflow for 2016. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, man, we have a slight blip. In uh, Q2, Q3, I wonder what was going on. So yeah, so I was really excited about the fact that we have proven the ROI of the show. Yeah. We're, we're, it's costing nothing and the serial people are getting something in return. Yeah. So serial people, where are your screeners at? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Hook it up. Where are screeners at? I w- where are my screeners at? Where are my screeners. Exactly. See, well, well, it's the only thing that we wanted from this podcast was to get some screeners. Yeah. We set a very low bar for ourselves and we are still not there We're yet. still not there yet. 20 episodes <laughs> in, we're still not there yet. So we figured since we weren't there yet, we would uh, just kind of phone it in today. <laughs> well, phoning it in. So before we get into that, do you want to do like an intro? Should we just should we intro and like have the theme song and everything? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. So this is mm. Nick. And this is Paul. And this is sort of cereal. Sort of cereal. So what we wanted to do today is Look, we are comedic geniuses. <laughs> there's no denying. And there's, there's there, no, nobody's denying that we're comedic geniuses. And we simply cannot contain the amount of A plus content that is provided at each recording session. And Nick has the very unfortunate job of editing and cutting out for time and topic and things like that. I mean, if you can imagine the pain that the editor went through for The Godfather Part 2, <laughs> this is what Nick suffers with weekly. I mean, it's it's like, which one of my babies do I have to drown in order to save the others? <laughs> it's a Cheerio's choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's brilliant jokes like that that I have to make a hard decision about every time I edit. <laughs> uh, so what we've done uh, for today is we actually... Uh, isolated a number of clips that are new to you guys that have never been aired, but they are good enough that we, we have to get them out into the, uh, into the ether for the world to listen to. There are a few that are completely non-serial related whatsoever, which is why they had to go, but which is why they had, they to, had go. to go. Uh, but a lot of them still are serial related and they simply had to be reduced for time um, so what we're going to do is they're kind of just going to flow back, back to back. And um, you will, most of the time, you'll probably try to, you'll guess what episode it's from based off of the, the serial at hand or by the 
uh, audio quality as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a gradual tick up in, in quality as as we go further along. Uh, Nick, did you want to uh, sort of talk about I mean, sort of the clips we're going to go over today? Are there any specifically that you really uh, enjoyed, or that you were like, "Man, this is this is a gem," and then we're excited that we're putting it out there? Uh, one, I particularly like us discussing what would happen to me if I ever ate Taco Bell again. Well, years of clean living, I don't think your body could take the shock of such uh, high, intense flavor. Yeah, there's, there's just, there's, or that my body will be able to process such non-food. I'm really excited about the, um, the Fruity Pebbles of my life, the Honeycomb episode, where we talk about one of my favorite all-time uh, characters, Andre the Giant. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. And how we rip on the awfulness that is the honeycomb theme song because it is terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's awful. Uh, then uh, the other thing, I, there's a couple on here that I really enjoy because it, it really portrays to the audience, especially people who haven't met me before, that I really am a 75-year-old man inside of a 35-year-old person oh. because there's a, there's a topic here where we talk about playing marbles. <laughs> 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 and there's a, another clip here where we talk about shuffle puck <laughs> and i know way too much about shuffle puck like it's like i grew up in a bar in rural indiana <laughs> basically paul's looking forward to like in two years just taking cruises like just retiring and taking cruises for the rest of his life that's <laughs> that's right if i'm during the winter season i'm going to be on a uh, carnival cruise and during the summer season i'm going to be driving my uh, winnebago cross country <laughs> want to hit all the national parks just like uh, when i when i was a young boy my dream was to visit all the national parks and by golly i'm going to get it done it's going to be him and a bunch of his friends sitting around a campfire talking about their hip replacements and paul's like man i can't i can't wait to get my hip replaced in 20 years oh yeah all my old war buddies <laughs> And by war, I mean the card game, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is how we're celebrating the end of season one, guys, with uh, all the clips that we couldn't fit in. Um, enjoy, and uh, thank you guys for listening. And then now they have the talking mini-weeds. Like, like you said, preparing the kids for school. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the voices of the main bite-sized mini-weed mm-hmm. Is that guy who um, plays the Santa in Home Alone? You always get that real scratchy voice. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? No. What? Okay. So this guy's name is Ken Hudson Campbell. He's a comedian. Uh huh. All right. He's like kind of a bigger guy. He plays the Santa in Home Alone. Oh, he's right. like, don't spoil your dinner. Yeah. And he's like, get the get the beard down. And that guy was also in Seinfeld. He was married to Susan's cousin, and they fight over the name Seven. Oh right. And yeah. George is like. What? You don't care for soda. No, no, we don't like soda at all. That actor, I love his voice. He kind of sounds like Bill Murray's brother. Do you do a good impression of Bill Murray's brother? I do not. Oh, that's too bad. I don't know. I don't think I know who Bill Murray's brother, what, what he sounds like. Uh, but you know who he is, right? No, I don't think so. Oh, my God, you are killing me. Okay, so Christmas Vacation. Uh-huh. The Boss. You know that actor? No. That's, <sighs> that's Bill Murray's brother, though, I would imagine. That's Bill Murray's brother. He's the one who's like, bonus. How did you get a bonus? 
I cut out bonuses this year. No? He's Noah Vanderhoff from Wayne's World? <laughs> oh, okay. No, I've never that seen guy. Wayne's World. Oh! <laughs> All right, I'm I'm out of here. I'll see you later. I'm taking my headphones. This is where off. Paul leaves. It's done. This whole story went nowhere because of you. You know that, right? Yeah. I'm sorry. All this research I did. I spent more time looking up these two actors <laughs> than I did any of the other work. <laughs> I feel like that's as old man as I'm ever going to get. As I've just referenced Shuffle Puck. What is Shufflepuck? Is that Shuffleboard? It's like the one in a bar, though. Oh, got it. Okay. Like where you play it standing up on a little board with the sawdust. Yeah, I didn't know that that had a name. I thought it was just all Shuffleboard. Like, uh, I thought that was like Frosted Mini Shuffleboard or something. Well, I could be very wrong. I I mean, you might be. I don't know. <laughs> is there sawdust there to, to keep the, the puck from like banging against the side? Is that what that's for? No, so it's got like the wood parquet like Shuffleboard deck. Right. And then it has like the gutter around it. Yeah. And you put the sawdust, I think, for resistance? Is, you it, know, is it in the gutter or is it on top of the board? It's on the board. Oh, interesting. So you like put it down to to maybe scuff up the surface or, or rough it up a little bit. So, Look, so the puck doesn't slide just like haphazardly toward the, the end of the board? I guess so. I use the sawdust the way I use chalk and pool. Okay. All right. Because it's like it looks like that's what you're supposed to do oh so do you do you administer it like it's not i, I guess you'd have to administer it yourself before you you do the yeah so you sort of put it all over the board and i mean again it's it's something that looks cool it's like it feels like you're putting parmesan cheese on a big thing of spaghetti yeah i don't know why i thought that somebody else like like there's some kind of shuffle puck referee that would do it for you <laughs> like somebody that's somebody that's been appointed referee of your bar games i I'm not sure what I was thinking. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I'm at a bar. I have to give him my license so I can get the pucks. But there's a guy in a tuxedo who's going to sawdust the playing field for me. <laughs> Perfect logic. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And he Clearly, he, you he also brings you the wings. He also brings you the wings and the notches. Right. You don't trust me not to steal these pucks, in which I can't use in my own home. But you've hired a man to help me with my sawdust. I want to get in that head of yours, man. <laughs> it's a wild ride. It's, it's, a, it's a wet wild ride. <laughs> um, so it's also big in the UK. Frosted, I mean, uh, uh, shredded wheat. Oh, you meant shuffle puck. Okay. Shuff, I'm sure it is. No, darts. They love darts. They love darts, yeah. They, 180. And they have a man that's over there that, that, put, that sprinkles sawdust on, on dartboard every time. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got interns at my office, which is like the coolest thing ever. Okay. And they're really funny. And they, uh, two of them are from Hong Kong and one of them is from Texas. So they're all from foreign countries. Mm. (laughs) Right. And um, they were, we were talking about something this morning and they were talking about, oh, they saw the tiny toast. Mm. And they were like, oh, it's so cool. I was like, have you guys tried it? They're like, no, and I love cereal. And I'm like, are you being serious? They're like, yeah, I love cereal. And I was like, I went and sat down. I calmed myself down. She went into their, her, they have like this little room that they work in. And I was like, okay, for realsies, I do a serial podcast with my friend Nick. And they looked at it. They were blown away. They thought it was the coolest thing. So they started talking about different cereals. Mm-hmm. And the girl from Texas 
they were talking about something and I, I had stepped out and I came back and they were like, yeah, you know, Cookie Crisp. And I'm like, hold on, excuse me, did you guys say you like Cookie Crisp? Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, they were like, yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, Cookie Crisp is a terrible cereal. And they're like, what? You're crazy, blah. And I'm like, no, no, because it just turns itself into mush. Uh-huh. And it's terrible. And the girl from Texas goes, well, I've come up with a better version of Cookie Crisp. And I'm like, okay, let me hear it. And she goes, so what I do instead is I actually just buy those miniature chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah. And I put them in a bowl and I pour milk on them. And, yes. I, was, and I was like, this girl gets it, man. <laughs> and I went into my whole thing. I'm like, that's what people are expecting. They're expecting Chips Ahoy Mini, not this other thing. But I was so, pr- I've never been prouder. <laughs> of the America's youth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. We got to try that one day. Maybe when we do the Cookie Crisp episode, mm-hmm. I'll do a bowl of mini Chips Ahoy with milk on it and do a side by side. Do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Cookie Crisp is doomed because it's terrible. It's like, yeah, it's like 1961 Muhammad Ali fighting current. No, fighting like elementary school me. That's, that's I was gonna what say, it's like. Any Nick, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying to go younger. Like this, the, the, the elementary school Nick with his rat tail and his Chester Cheetah t-shirt. <laughs> like Jacob that guy. Cheese. You oh, had a man. Chester Cheetah t-shirt? Oh, when I, when I, it was actually a sweatshirt, I guess. When I was, yeah, when I was in elementary school, I had like this uh, Chester Cheetah sweatshirt. It was, it said something like, hey, stay in school or something like that on the front. Was, or no, it said like too cool for school. That's what it was. It was Chester the Cheetah. The opposite standing. of stay in school. <laughs> right. That's what it was. It was Chester Cheetah standing in front of like a school and he was just like, he's not inside. So he must have been too cool to get in there. So he exactly. was too cool for school. And yeah, I used to wear this blue Chester Cheetah sweatshirt with my spiked hair and my rat tail. That's that that's uh what seven year old Nick looks like. Seven or eight year old Nick. And the Muhammad Ali just being like pow and you like go off your feet. <laughs> right. Like he would uppercut me like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> just just into the air. And then you'd fall into your pit of shredded wheat spikes. <laughs> to eat s'mores pop tarts a lot yeah those are legit man they are but they're almost like i can't i can't eat too many of them i can't mm-hmm. eat too many like i can't have s'mores pop tarts every day for a week i can only have s'mores pop tarts one day it was a bad wednesday or something like that and i was on my way to school and i knew that that wednesday was coming pop quizzes all that all those kinds of things happening that's when that's when I, I reached for the s'mores. Other than that, I was a brown sugar cinnamon guy. How do they sell anything but brown sugar cinnamon right now with Pop Tarts? I don't know. Like it's the best. Like everything else is. Have you tried a, like a fruit flavored Pop Tart recently? I remember I had the unfrosted strawberry recently. Okay. How how do you feel about that? I mean, it's like when you have an option in life between mm-hmm. icing or no mm-hmm. icing. What kind of sicko picks no icing? Sure. It's like you have an, you you have an option that's better all the time now. Why would you go back? Well, that's the thing about pop tarts. They they trick you with that that false promise. They because you get the you eat the unfrosted strawberry and you're like you know what this could use some frosting or icing or something like that. But then you eat the the frosted strawberry pop tarts and it's like biting into a brick of sugar that's got. <laughs> 
like fake strawberry inside. It's mm-hmm. like my teeth hurt just thinking about the, the sprinkles on top of the frosted strawberry pop tart. I can't eat a frosted really? pop tart anymore. I can't. I can't do it. It's too much. It's too much. I, I still like them. I actually I only really get them when they have an intriguing seasonal flavor. Oh yeah, sure. Like they had a pumpkin pie one. Oh, how was that? Oh, it was amazing. It was like the the cook it at home yourself version of the McDonald's hot pumpkin pie. Oh wow. Have you ever had a McDonald's hot pumpkin pie? God no. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm weeping. Well let's real quick before we get back to s'mores, let's think of a Mount Rushmore of breakfast items. Like I feel like that the Pop Tarts representative on the Mount Rushmore of breakfast items is brown sugar cinnamon Pop Tarts. Absolutely. Like there's no better flavor. There's no better flavor in balance. There's no better flavor in I mean you you're always going to get like a good like sweetness ratio, sweetness mm-hmm. to to whatever flour ratio cuz you know it's a little flowery those those Pop Tarts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get that you get a good sweet ratio. If you were trying to introduce somebody to Pop Tarts for the first time, it's brown sugar cinnamon. You start with Oh that. yeah. And let me tell you something. Here's how I eat my brown sugar cinnamon Pop Tart. Hit me. I eat <laughs> I eat the edge off all the way around. You're not the only person I know that does that. That's crazy. <laughs> because you get the hard, you get the hard, crusty, unfrosted bits down first. Uh-huh. And then it's just like a center mass of delicious, soft... It's the best way to eat it. (laughs) It's like the opposite way I eat pie or cake, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts are also the only Pop-Tarts I actually toast. Like, just because... Like, every every other ones uh, I'll eat... I mean, even brown sugar cinnamon ones I'll eat straight out of the box. But, like, sometimes if if I get my hands on a brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart... And I've got time. I'll toast that bad boy. Ooh. I'll, I'll heat that up. I never eat them straight out of the box. Never? Never. It feels like a waste of Pop-Tart. Oh, see. Yeah, I just need the Pop-Tart inside of me. That's No, because I'm like, I'm eating this right now. And I, I again, I know it could be better. Mm-hmm. And like these, these wackos who microwave them. Oh, get out of town. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's it's toaster or GTFO, man. I mean, seriously, there is a country in which you could do that shenanigans, okay? It's not America. There, there are plenty of countries. There's like 197 other countries that you could do that in. Yeah, you can take those things and microwave them to your blue in the face. Yeah. Not in Paul Tilbian's America. <laughs> Absolutely not. Definitely not in Paul Tilbian's America. <laughs> Where do you st- where do you stand on toaster strudel versus pop tarts? Oh God, uh, I feel like toaster strudel is uh, over is an overpriced decadence. That's what I feel. I love it, but it's it's like we're we're not even aware of the line between breakfast and dessert. <laughs> right, it doesn't even matter to us. Toaster strudel to me is one. It's too many steps to create the to create breakfast. Just yeah. too many, too many layers, and because uh, you got you have to frost it yourself. Pop tarts is frosting it for you, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know it's got it's got that kid that scary kid that that promotes <laughs> That's right. it sometimes takes up uh, precious freezer space. Yeah, that oh, and your freezer space is so precious. Oh my gosh, do you know all I I, I you know there are certain things in your life that you've hit an age in which there's no looking back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I really want a, like a deep freeze, like a freezer. Right. Like oh. one that you one that you can fit like a deer inside. <laughs> it could be upright or like the ice chest kind. I just want a separate thing that is just for frozen stuff. <laughs> like that would be so amazing. Do you know how much like tombstone pizza and like mac and cheese you could have? Like, <laughs> man, I wish we had a pizza. No problem. I got twenty eight in my deep freeze over here. Whoa! <laughs> it's right next to my Omaha steaks. <laughs> yeah. Paul is so <laughs> Omaha steaks. <laughs> Paul is the coolest. The guy always has pizza. Is it good pizza? Nobody has pizza. Yeah. Besides, like, how? I mean, I I know that you you bounce a ball and you try to scoop up the jacks. That's that's the premise, right? Yeah. So you like throw the jacks out, uh-huh. and then you bounce the ball and you try to grab as many jacks as you can. And you have to catch the ball. Oh, you have to catch the ball too. I believe so. So you would like, so you would sort of like pog style, like slam it, grab some jacks and catch the ball. So if you slammed it too hard, the ball would like kind of get away from you. And and then if you, if the ball hit the ground, I think you'd have to like put the jacks down or something. Oh, okay. All right. That, that puts, that, that gives a a little bit of difficulty there. Cause otherwise I'd just be like, bounce the ball, scoop them all into my lap. And then like, yeah, I want to say I read a book as a kid. That was an old book. It was like. Oh boy, um, Henry Huggins. Oh yeah, is that a thing? That's Henry yeah. Huggins, right? Yeah. yeah, I think he played jacks. Okay, I think that's like the only way I understood it. And there's like one Z, two Z. So yeah, like, yeah. if you could get two every time, right? Um, my dad liked marbles. That's how old my dad is. Sorry, dad. <laughs> like he marbles. played marbles with like the circle, and you would have like a shooter marble. Uh huh. I, uh, I, the o- my only connection with marbles is the episode of DuckTales where <laughs> Webigail plays with that pearl that, that like, that's like a cursed pearl or something like that and, uh, ends up losing it. And that, that, that's like the whole episode is like them trying to find this cursed pearl that, that, uh, Webigail lost. That eventually Davy Jones gets it and turns it into a boat. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the lost episode is, is, uh, is the, the eventual Disney crossover of Car- Pirates of the Caribbean and DuckTales. People don't actually know about Pirates of the Caribbean and DuckTales, but there, there's, there's a close connection. Marble? Marble? Marble! Who has even considered buying Banana Nut Crunch? Especially in the in the two thousands, that that's a that's a cereal that died with the, the with millennials. That's a cereal mm-hmm. that died in the, in Y two K. Everybody yeah. thought the computers were dying. Banana Nut Crunch actually is the one that died. <laughs> that's like Nut and Honey Crunch. Oh my God, Nut and Honey Crunch! But they had the best commercials. Oh, those were great because you could you could do them all the time and drive everyone crazy out of their minds. It, like I feel like people only bought Nut and Honey purely for the jokes. Purely for the pun. Yeah, because the ad, that's like proof that advertising can sell something. Uh-huh. Nut and honey. <laughs> Nut and honey. What was Nut and Honey Crunch? Was it just flakes and granola pieces? It seems like that Nut and Honey was kind of like what Honey Bunches of O's would have been. But uh, it's it's like even the stuff that fell through the conveyor belts of the Honey, the honey Bunches of O's. You know, because we were talking about how Honey Bunches, Honey Bunches, wait, Honey Bunches of O's is not a thing. What am I- no, it sounds amazing though. Uh, <laughs> honey Grammos. Honey Gram. No, I'm talking, but I'm talking about honey, honey bunches, bunches of oats. oats. Honey bunches of oats. 
<laughs> so we, we talked about how honey bunches of oats is, uh, is just like the, the cracklings that fall through all the conveyor belts of all the other mm-hmm. cereals. Well, I feel like that nut and honey was just like the stuff that fell through the, the uh, honey bunches of oats conveyor belts. And that, exactly. And the, 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 it, it was like mole people trash, essentially. That's what, that's what nut and honey was. <laughs> Even the mole people were like, uh, <laughs> can we just have uh, apple jacks? <laughs> You know what I realized? I have to start shopping at... I shop at a lot of the same grocery stores. Uh-huh. I really need to get out there because I was at um, Kroger getting something. And I was like, I'm just going to take a walk down their cereal aisle. And they had stuff I had never seen before. What? And I was like, I got to get out of my Publix and Super Target bubble. And Walmart. I guess my bubble's not that small. But I sort of have like the same stores we I frequent. Right. I'm like, ooh, Kroger, they've got Shrek cereal? I didn't know Shrek had a cereal. Yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of cool that there's all this stuff out there. There's some really cool, like, maybe I haven't even, I don't even know about. That's how I feel felt when I started going to Target for cereal, because usually I just went to Ralph's or something. Once I started going to Target for cereal, I saw all kinds of varieties of things that I'd never seen before. Paul, you and I have been in the cereal game for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen a lot of trends a lot of things. But I just like the fact that every once in a while we still get surprised. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I had no idea that Shrek had his own cereal. Because who cares about Shrek still? <laughs> like it's, so, <laughs> it's so not topical. It's really not. It's like, not. Yeah. Who, like who's still buying Shrek cereal? Yeah. Somebody. Enough people that Somebody. are still out. Mm-hmm. Who makes Shrek cereal? Is that Kellogg's brand? It's, I want to say it's General Mills, but I really can't remember. Because I know Kellogg's does all those Disney cereals, right? Yeah, Kellogg's has the Disney one, so I would assume General Mills has the DreamWorks one. It's probably Post trying to get on uh, Kellogg's coattails, mm-hmm. trying to be like, oh, oh, they, they, they got a deal, we got a new deal, who are we, we going to get, who are we going to get? Shrek, we got Shrek, <laughs> we got Shrek, and that was like 15 years ago. And then the, like, the, the new kid there who's like 24, he's like, uh, you know, Shrek came out like 20 years, uh, like 15 years ago, right? Uh-huh. Like, you're fired, Mike. <laughs> you're fired, Mike. This guy, we got Shrek and he doesn't know how to appreciate it. Get out of here. What's your name? Stephen Kellogg? Get out of here. <laughs> Go work for your dad, kid. Um, I actually feel like Post would be sitting back and they laugh at all the licensing. It's like, <sighs> oh, like, right. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, uh, yeah, the uh, the fee on our licensing uh, was paid off in 1989, and now it's it's making money. Right. Yeah. We, and like, even though nobody's seen a Flintstones episode in like 20 years, we're still raking it in, guys, with That's our right. terrible cereal. <laughs> Come eat our garbage cereal, sponsored by Flintstones. The thing is, like, you know, uh, Vanilla Ice came out of the uh, a hip-hop scene, and then as soon as he got popular, the hip-hop scene kind of, like, attacked him because he, yeah. was, he was that pretty boy. Uh, he was really not doing anything for the actual hip-hop. Um, and Sugar Ray is the same way. Sugar Ray came out of the, the rock scene, the, you know, the late 90s or mid-90s, or late-90s uh, aggro rock scene. With like Yeah, weren't cor- they, like, kind of hard? They had, like, a Papa Roach sound, right? They were, like, corn. They are like, Deftones. Yeah. They are like, cold. They are like, all these bands. Uh, yeah, they had, like, a, 
they had like a yeah they had like a crazy like rock sound uh you would like if you heard their uh, song off the escape from la soundtrack or we're, we're dipping back into my my high school days now <laughs> Uh, I know. I feel like you're really, you're like, this is what I know. I know. This, I, I, Pretty Little Liars, Supergirl, Serial. <laughs> this, that's it? Those are all the things I know. I know the history of Sugar Ray and Pretty Little Liars. Just only <laughs> ask me about those things, guys. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you know, they got popular. They had that Fly song. And then after that, it was just a bunch of pop hits after that. And they, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the rock scene just ate them up, just ate them alive. They were just, yeah. they lost all legitimacy. And uh, so, yeah, there's all, I think that there's more connection between Mark McGrath and Vanilla Ice than you think. Wow. You just, you just blew my mind. I'm just, I mean, you, you, you were the one that, that, that made the connection first. I'll just help yeah. you out. I'm just helping you there. I was watching some old honeycomb commercials. Okay. And they had the honeycomb hideout. Oh, yeah. It was like this rickety-looking clubhouse. Yeah. And the, when I was a kid living in Central Mass, uh, my friend across the street named Chris, he had this really cool little, like, shack clubhouse that his uh, stepdad made. And it reminds me of the Honeycomb Hideout, <sighs> now that I see it. Wow. And it was awesome. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, the premise of these commercials is that someone would show up they're hungry for big taste. <laughs> and the uh, cereal would win them over because it's so big and it's got a big taste. Uh-huh. Are you aware of some of the uh, the characters that show up at the uh, Honeycomb Hideout? Oh, lay them on me. Now, mind you, it's the 70s. Uh-huh. This big, like, uh, biker guy that looks like the biker from Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Ah, the Honeycomb Hideout. A very tall roller derby woman. Okay. <laughs> who I think I must have maybe was a, somewhat of a celebrity at the time. Uh-huh. I'm Big Betty the Blonde Bomber and I want a big cereal. Uh, they did an animated cartoon where the animated Hulk <laughs> was looking for some uh, honeycomb. But the best one is Andre the Giant. Oh, nice. Hungry for a big honey taste. <laughs> That's a good get. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's wearing... I feel for Andre the Giant a little bit because I've only seen him in two different types of outfits. <laughs> one is the single-strap uh, unitard. Yeah, yeah. The other one is the giant costume from Princess Bride. Sure, yeah. You never see him just, like, you know, lounging around with, like, jeans and kicks. Never. He's always wearing a big shirt that threads at the chest with a belt. <laughs> so... Uh, and the other thing that I hate about this cereal is the song. The song. Honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not small. No, no, no. It's like the honeycomb's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tastes good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made this up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of lyric is that? I mean, that that to me, the, the lyrics, the tune, the, everything about that song is like when you're in fifth grade and you have to stand up in front of the class and they're like, all right, what's your original song to talk about long division? And you're like, uh, math is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. No, no, no. 
I mean that that's the caliber of music we're talking about here. Or like when you were, uh, uh, you know, when you were in elementary school and you were trying to to rap like the rappers in the eighties, you're like, "My name's Nick Campbell, and I'm here to say I like yeah. this playground in a crazy way." Like, yeah, it's like just total. <laughs> that is the worst cop out rap ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's the quality of the honeycomb song. <laughs> it's an affront to the word music. <laughs> it's bad news. I'd rather listen to Macklemore. Oof. Mm. That's rough. I like that thrift shop song. Oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't, the thing is about the honeycomb, like, advertising, it doesn't get much better throughout the ages because, like, now we have, yeah, now we have the craver, the, mm. the crazy craving. Mm. They're a menace. <laughs> they're, a, they're a menace. We could run on a serial platform, and I think we would be serial contenders. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So who? So who, are you president, and I'm vice president? I mean, if that's the way you want to roll, I mean, we could. Well, we could. We could be the very first co-presidents. Well, so how do we want to do it? Do we want to do like an Obama Biden thing, where Obama is really the president, Biden's just kind of there, or do we want to do like a Bush Cheney thing? Where Bush is kind of there, and Cheney's really the president. <laughs> Where Cheney's the puppeteer, the puppet master. <laughs> yeah, he's the puppet master. I think that's something that we'll have to decide on the cam- on the campaign trail. I, I think that we once we get out there, once we start talking to the people, glad hand and shaking hands, telling people mm. about the the miracles of cereal, that's when we'll will the the roles will develop. You know, I feel more optimistic leading with Campbell. You think so? on the ticket? Yeah, rather than something that is so close to Taliban. <laughs> I don't think Trump's America is ready for Trump's President America. Taliban. They are not. They are not. That's that's an easy. That's an easy. Uh, yeah, that's an that's an easy political point there for for the opponent to make. It's like I mean, if, yeah. Can you just if we're going to try to go up against Trump when he's going into his second term for up when he's up for re-election? We need to go in strong. <laughs> can you just see the the, the campaign commercials? Doom. You might want to vote for Campbell, Sylvia, but have you noticed that Sylvia's last name, if you read your engine letters, spells out Taliban? And then that shows a picture of you at inverted colors, red eyes. Was he trying to hide? (laughs) He was one time stopped for additional screening. (laughs) Boom! Some say he even lived in Europe for a short time. What was he doing in there? He doesn't like honeycomb. And he calls himself an American. <laughs> Boom. Vote Trump. Oh, who would be a good vice? Like, I don't even know who his vice president is. That's how interested I am. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike Pence. Who is Who would be a good running mate for Trump, Donald Trump in 2020? Uh, who was um, the woman that won The Apprentice that everyone liked? <laughs> Omarosa? Yeah. <laughs> Trump Omarosa. I think Trump Omarosa is a good ticket right there. That's a good ticket. That's a decent ticket. I feel like that there needs to be like some kind of cartoon character that he'd want to run with. Something like uh like an Elmer Fudd or like a like Yosemite, Yosemite, Sam. Yosemite Sam. It's oh, that would be- Donald Trump Yosemite Sam 2020. That is a winning ticket. That's a, that's right a winning there. ticket. <laughs> Boom. Vote Trump Yosemite Sam 2020. And then all of his campaign advertising, it's half done because it's on all the uh, semi mud flaps. That's <laughs> true. Oh, I love Doritos. <laughs> I haven't had Doritos in so long. 
Are you serious? Yeah, it's been a long time since I had Doritos. Oh, man. We buy them on the reg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you if I had a Cool Ranch Dorito right now, my my brain would explode, like with all all the flavors. Yeah, you can't handle it because you're you're eating all this natural stuff, uh-huh. like your your pressed juices <laughs> and your kale pizzas. And my local and, peanut butter and honey. Yeah, yeah. Your your bicycle churred almond butter, <laughs> and I mean, if you just like if you, it's like if you went to Taco Bell, you like your you, it'd be like getting hit in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> yeah it's like what happened to nick i, thought, I heard he was in a gutter yeah he had a he had a he had a chalupa last night and he just couldn't take it just ended up uh partying all night and just ended up in a ditch he came over asking for a doritos tacos loco and i was like get away from me bum he's like oh my god it's nick nick what have you done to yourself <laughs> you've lost all your teeth they've all run away from all the cinnamon twists i've had <laughs> Oh, cinnamon twists. How I love you. (laughs) Ah, you fake churros. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) It's okay. It's wheat bread. It's like, but Paul, it's it's still like a sponge. Yeah, but it's wheat. (laughs) No, no, no. It's white wheat. That's my favorite one. Have you seen those? Yeah, white wheat's not a thing. (laughs) Come on, guys. White wheat is not a thing. I have a loaf of white wheat right now. Mm-hmm. So a little know, bit of a little bit of bologna, you know, some craft singles. When uh, Jillian and I, whenever we have bread, we either buy it from the uh, the very small bread producer, the bread bread maker guy that uh, is, is set up in our market, or we make our own bread. That's the only bread we eat. You couldn't have sounded more LA if you tried. <laughs> Do you have to pay her in like bits or coins? (laughs) (laughs) We pay her in uh, in uh, in juice. It's actually it's in juice. We we we, juice is is the currency here in Los Angeles. That's true. Do you have a juice, bro? Like, what's up, man? You don't have a juicer. Is that a cold press juicer? Come on, man. We've we've actually thought about getting a juicer. But, oh, um, I'm surprised you don't have it. We tried, and they were like, "These, this is terrible," and we did, <laughs> and we decided not to keep it. It's like, yeah, "Oh, we, it's gonna be so good! It's gonna be so good! It's so good for us!" And blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And it was like 20 minutes to make a four ounce juice that uh-huh. tasted like the surface of a standing water stream. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, "Oh my god, let's just go back to Sunny Delight." <laughs> <laughs> forget about the jason manzoukas episode i mean that's coming up too i just don't i'm still he still hasn't confirmed uh which studio he's going to join us in yeah uh we might have to meet him at uh, his super secret studio uh, in kansas yeah in the the middle of the (laughs) in the middle of the google map when you don't put a zip code it's like bonk middle of kansas He's got a secret bunker studio where he records podcasts. That's mm-hmm. that's where he wants us to go, I think. Well, now I feel silly because I think he lives in Los Angeles, so one would assume he'd be in our LA studio. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the that's the upsetting part is that he's making me buy a plane ticket to Kansas so that I can go to a super secret bunker studio. And you'll be on the same plane and he'll be in first class and you'll be like, Hey uh Jason, uh, it's good to see you. We're gonna be doing the show and he's like, Excuse me, jerk. <laughs> 
Because have we met? Because <laughs> you have to go into the back near the bathroom. And then he's like totally different and cool. But he's like, hey, good to see you again, buddy. How was the flight? Oh, really? We were on the same plane? That's so weird. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we also have uh, um, operatives in some foreign countries who oh. are doing some reconnaissance for us. So uh, we definitely, um, you know, we're, we're brimming with fan mail. But if you want to send us something about uh, different um, uh, international serials, we are definitely going to start doing some international episodes about uh, popular serials in different countries. So we're, we're I mean, also going to work on that. Too. It is the Olympics after all. Mm-hmm. And we're going to... Boom, 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 I almost went Darth Vader. It was like I was on a real fine line. But yeah, in the spirit of the Olympics, we're going to do our international episode like three months after the Olympics are over. So we're excited. By the time you're like, the Olympics were this year? What are they talking about? Those were the days, weren't they? Oh, so, so long ago that we were talking about the Olympics and Jason Mansukis. Oh, boy. And you know, luckily, all our dreams came true. Uh, we did that Olympic episode, and Jason Manzukas was a part of it. Oh, man. It's too bad that they'll never see the light of day. I mean, we you'd think we realized how to use the record button after doing 21 episodes. But, but you know, it's because Jason Manzukas is so funny. And I forget every so time funny. to click on the click on the record button. It's just I, I forget every time. I'm laughing too hard. I'm peeing my pants is, is the problem. Well, then on top of that, well, we thought it was recorded on that tape, and then the intern left the tape in a cab. Oh, the interns, the Super Zero Podcast interns, bless their hearts, are not, they're not the best. They're not the best. They're busy eating that mini Chips Ahoy with milk on it, which we respect. <laughs> we do respect that. We respect that. We respect the cereal game there. I respect the... Uh, the uh, the go get them attitude that that they have, but they're just so careless when it comes to taxi cabs. When it comes to taxi cabs and our tapes. Um, so if you are Jason Manzukis or anybody else, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, in which somebody tweeted at Kashi Serial and got a reply. I did get a reply. We are also on Tumblr. And the Tumblr's looking good. And uh, let's see what else is going on. We're starting on season two. Yeah, season two starts next week. Uh, and you can subscribe. Now is a good time for you to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on uh, Google Play Music. Uh, we're probably on Overcast too. Uh, also, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can also send an email to us uh, at superseropodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, okay, so. Paul, we really, we really have to stop now. So. Okay. This, oh God, I always, I'm terrible at this part. This is Paul. And this is Nick. And this has been Serial. 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 Serial.